Welcome to the Toffee Blues Extra Show, your midweek extra source of all things Everton. I'm back this week, I'm Tom, and we've got Max here again, the dynamic duo, we're back, and we're, here. we're back to bring you some more rumours. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing very well, mate, how are you? Not bad, yeah. How was your week going? What have you been up to in the lead-up to Christmas? You know what, lad, I've not, this, I think this is the first year in my life I've not endorsed the Christmas spirit. I like, I'm, I'm still in Manchester, I'm not at home yet, so... I haven't allowed myself to get Christmassy. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself home in the next day or so. So I'll allow myself to get it a bit more in the Christmas spirit. What oh. about you? You've been a, you've been in the Christmas spirit, have you? Not much to be honest. Like I don't know. Like as you grow older, it just like wanes a bit. And it? it's not the same as when you're a kid. Like but um, I'm open. Like Manchester Christmas markets tonight though. Like I thought I would have thought like won't they get you in the spirit? Haven't you popped down there? Like is that yeah, not it? You will do that. I, funnily enough, I stumbled across them accidentally. I was uh, going to the library to do one of my assignments. I was like, oh yeah, that's where they are. But uh, yeah, they, you'll enjoy them. They're, they're, they're a lovely place to go. Um, yeah. To be honest, I think the mood will pick up if Everton start picking up a few more points. But uh, that remains to be seen on the weekend. We've got quite a few games in a short space of time, haven't we? We've obviously got, like, it's been frustrating over the last few games since Liverpool, really, and we haven't really picked ourselves up, but <laughs> there's enough chances to pick ourselves up in the next few weeks, so hopefully we will, like, but um, in this segment, anyway, we'll be talking about uh, Ricky P- Ricky Pooge. I think we, also, we were talking about this before, how you pronounce it, because it looks like Puig, but I've heard in Barcelona they call him Pooge, which is a, a, a dead weird, but we're, we're going to roll with it and call him Pooge. So, uh, Ricky Pooge... Um, yeah, if you're wondering who it is and who's Pooj, like have a look at the title because that's that's how you spell it. Like, but um, yeah, we're gonna talk about him anyway because there's been rumours um from sport in Spain, actually not even in England, uh, linking him to Everton. Obviously, I think he was linked with um, Tottenham Hotspur at first, and then there was rumours from sport that Everton had somehow got ahead in this move um for Pooj. I think he's a, he's, a, he's definitely a future Barca player, so it would be a loan move, um, and I don't think it'd be anything permanent. But um, he he looks like a very good player anyway. Have you had a look at him, Max? Yeah, of course. I mean, as soon as you see Everton linked with a Lamasaya graduate, you're you bang him into YouTube straight away, don't you? You you have a little look. I've done a little bit of research. He's a year and nine days younger than me, <laughs> and just to watch him play football, it makes me feel ashamed of myself. To be honest, he's like a little magician, and he like yeah. some of these clips that I'm seeing. Honest to God, I have never seen a player so young. I've, well, I mean, obviously, probably examples being the likes of Messi and other people that have come through Lamasaya. The way he kind of drags players around and manages to keep the ball on a string at the same time for a central midfielder, it's um, it's a really, especially for a young player to look so you know technically gifted so early on in the career, it's really promising. As you say, he does look like he's going to be of the the Barcelona ilk. Um, I know off camera we were raising a few possible concerns initially. For me, first is. I mean, that's if we even get him. Obviously, Tottenham will, will link with him first. And if he was to come to Everton, obviously, with Marco Silva at the moment, we kind of roll with... Well, I, I suppose it's changed. We don't really play the two holding midfielders anymore. But with Garner Gay and Andre Gomez and Gilfie Sigurdsson, how, how is that going to roll? He's not going to exactly be a pivot, is he? No. So, you know, what, what could we expect? 
Um, I'm not sure how we fit into it, to be honest, because um, one of the suggestions someone put back to me on Twitter in the week when I, when I raised the point was, um, would he be all right? I think it was American Toffee Podcast. It said, wouldn't he be all right next to a, um, like a more physical defence midfield partner? So maybe, because I said he was too small at the start, I thought um, he's about five, I think he's five, seven, the same height as... Um, as um, is Messi five, I think Messi's five nine. He's, he's very small anyway, and um, he's, he's still quite young, so he may, he may still have some growing to do. But he is he is um, of the age where he, he's, he's got to be reaching um, his, his his full height now. But he, he still, to be honest, he still looks like a twelve year old boy. Like even when he plays, <laughs> like I watched him. I've watched him in a few Barca B games, and he, he runs the shop a lot of the time. Like he, he's a he's he's such good like dribbling at the ball. He, he's great on the ball, but also picking out a pass as well. He can pick out a pass. He his link with play is excellent as as many of the Lamasier graduates are in Barcelona. That's what they taught. So is um, obviously he's good as a pivot, but um, he's just he's very small. I watched him at the seniors once, and he just it was against AC Milan in the preseason friendly that uh, international champions cup, and um, he was he kind of like um, he. He was great on the ball. He, everything did was was fantastic, but he was shoved around quite a bit. Like they kind of they kind of saw him and thought, yeah, like let's have a dig at him kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like if he comes to the prem, that'd be even more. That'd be every single game he'd be getting chunks kicked out of him. To be honest, and for mm-hmm. a, for a, a brilliant young player like that, it'd be a shame for him to have ki- ki- uh, chunks kicked out of him because he's obviously got a massive amount of talent, and I wouldn't want to see that. But um, obviously, I'd love to have him revving because he's very very talented player. But whether he fits into the system as well, as you say. Um, I'm not sure unless Silva wants to change it in the future. Um, I'm, I'm I don't know, but um, whether he could link up with Gomez, maybe like and I, he could have, he could have that big, um, maybe a bit more weight to throw about next to him and um, mm-hmm. just play his own game. Maybe that would work. But to be honest, I can't see I can't see him fitting in at Evan, which is a great shame because he's a really good player and obviously I'd I'd love to see him there as well. I think you're the same as well. You'd love to see him because he's a really talented yeah. player. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, it looks like a square peg in a round hole at the moment anyway. I mean, what are we, six, seven months into the, the, the new Everton project under Marco Silva? And, you know, we're still stabilising in that sense. I, I don't think we're in a lucky enough position to be looking at these luxury young players that, have, you know, have great flair on the ball. Um, and as you said, it's still, you know, you still wouldn't know whether that'd be a permanent move or a or a loan move, so I just think it it you know it's a it's not necessary at the moment really. I think we still need to shore up in in terms of the the actual first team because as you say, still very young, and may not exactly fit in perfectly to the current setup. Um, and maybe maybe we could gauge that slightly with how Bernard develops over the next couple of you know months or or, or what have you because you know. Obviously, have the same stature, a very technically gifted player, but maybe is just a step behind in terms of the physicality of the Premier League. Um, the you know as we'll gauge that in terms of how long it takes them to adapt. Which you know, credit to him, he looks like he's adapting a lot quicker than some people expected in terms of his defensive responsibilities. And I think that's something that you know Pooj would have to really shoulder. In, if he was to come into the Everton team, that defensive responsibility in terms of covering the back line and playing off in the back. But um, yeah, uh, as you say, he's, he's been linked with Tottenham first. And if you're being linked with a team that's getting consistent Champions League football, you're not going to turn that down, are you? No, not at all. It's, it's, it's um, I suppose, 
I think I can see him similar to do you know Harry Winks at Tottenham as well. So I can mm. see him. I'm not sure if that'd be too much of a clash to play together kind of thing, but I can see um, a common theme, I suppose. So maybe they go for him because he's similar in, in terms of player. But um, I think they like to go Tottenham like to go for um, a, a strong player in front of the defence, mm. and um, I'm not sure whether he fit that. Even that's the thing. Like I, I could see him going out on loan to like another Spanish club and then coming back to Bars for um, to to fully. When his career is fully fledged, to be honest, but yeah. um, I can't really see him coming to the Prem. Maybe I'm wrong on that because he, he has been linked with the Prem, uh, obviously with Tottenham and Everton. But um, that remains to be seen as well. I think um, um, so, someone said about Bernard um, in midweek when I put the tweet out, and I said like kind of thing like um, he's adapting well, but he's a winger kind of thing, so it's kind of easier for, for a winger to be small because um, obviously. Um, got a lot of space for dribbling, low centre of gravity, can like wriggle through spaces kind of thing. But for Puy, uh, Puy, Puy sorry, not Puy, um, it's kind of like a different role he'd have to play, and um, he maybe needs a bit bit of physicality. But maybe maybe he'll get that. Maybe he'll uh, go down the gym um, with the, with the lads, get um, get Sam and Teddy on the way to them, and uh, maybe he'll uh, put put the pounds on. Like, yeah, know, yeah. but um, I'm not sure about that one to be honest. Um, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange one, and whether we need them as well, because obviously we've got um, we've got a choice in centre midfielders. We've got um, obviously Schneiderlin's looking like he might leave in January, but we've got um, obviously Gay Davis and um, Gomez, and then um, we've we've got options as well. We've got McCarthy as well. He's, he seems to exactly. be at some point. So Billingham um, as well. Yeah, obviously we've got we've got a few young centre midfielders, and in the twenty threes who um. Maybe he won't be given a chance if he if he is to come in. But uh, as well, I don't I don't want to be signing like off cuts from Barca all the time. Like you, like, you know what I mean? We're gonna sign, we're gonna yeah, end yeah. up being like I, I seen a joke in midweek among Barca fans where they said um, when do you know Adrian Rabiot was linked with um, mm-hmm. Barca and I think um, there's some deal in place at the moment and they were saying oh yeah let's just sign him and um, if he's great that we'll put him in if he doesn't work out we'll just send him to Everton it's all right. I, so, I, 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 I love Rabiot all day though. Yeah, these qualities. That's too often. Yeah, he is a quality player. Like, but um, just just getting Barca that's all the time. It's been it's worked out great so far with the players that have come. Like, obviously, um, apart from the last game, Mina's been great, and then Gomez, and um, it, it it's worked out really well. But um, apart from that, um, I don't I don't I just think we should build our own team rather rather than yeah, Barca all the time. But um, it's a possibility anyway. I'm not sure. Um, whether it'll come around, but um, yeah, that's that's what we think of Ricky Ricky Pooge, Ricky Pooge. Anyway, tell your mates that's how you say it, Ricky Pooge. <laughs> the subject of this segment will be. The, um, just discussing the emergence of the the possibility of Leighton Baines shifting to central midfield, which is something I am absolutely ecstatic about. The, the you know the fact that it's emerged again. Obviously, it kind of reared its head under Roberto Martinez, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was pretty much around the time Pep Guardiola decided to roll with Philip Lam as a pivot in central midfield for Bayern Munich. Obviously. Philip Lamb's quite possibly Bayern Munich's greatest player of all time, and as soon as Pep Guardiola come in, he made you know the bold decision to move Lamb from right back to central midfield, where he did exceptionally well. I think they won the double that season too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, you, you can't compare Philip Lamb to Leighton Baines in terms of achievements, but in terms of you know 
relationship with their clubs. I mean, other than a loan at Stuttgart, Philip Lamb's been a one-club man all his career. Leighton Baines obviously had a strong affiliation with Everton. Um, what, what are your opinions on this, mate? Um, it's one we've kind of wanted to happen for years. Obviously, it first got mentioned on the Martinez years ago. It's stuck in the back of our minds because um, it's something we've all wanted to happen. Obviously, he's coming to the age where he doesn't have the mobility of a modern fullback. So, naturally, we want him in the team because he's a blue and he's, 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 he's still got, like, obviously, he's a very good player. But So, we want him in the team somewhere. But, obviously, Luca Dean's taken his place and he's, he's, he's a quality left-back. But, um we want him in there somewhere, so in that, in that midfield role, I think we're all quite excited to see him in that role, because it's been in the offing for so long, and obviously we want to see Bainty back on the team, and hopefully back on penalty duty as well, that's a separate yeah. issue though, but um, I think if we were going to play um, Bainty in midfield, would we have to like kind of switch up with the setup we've got at the moment, Like, how would that work, how would we still like fit in Gomez and Ghana and stuff like that, how, how do you think that would work? Well, of course, I mean, this touches on the discussion that we had in the earlier video about Ricky Puig, or however you say it, <laughs> that obviously with the, with the three that we play at the minute, Gay, Gomez, and Gilfie Sigurdsson just in front of them, that, oh, you know, it, it, it's two deeper midfielders and a creative attacking midfielder in front of them. Obviously, with Baines having that left foot, that may, may be more well-suited for him to play the left-sided of that, of that two more defensive players, but would be too much of an issue. Especially if you put Baines next to someone like um, Garner Gay, even I don't think it'd be too much of a problem next to Gomez because I think Gomez is, is is capable enough of shouldering, you know, any defensive responsibility. Say if the ball slips past Baines and you know obviously hasn't got the legs to recover, I think Gomez is you know well equipped physically to to you know help out in that sense. Um, just kind of on the discussion of Baines as a, as a player. I think the the reason why this may you know the wheels have started turning on this now moving him into central midfield. I I just think it's a matter of legs. Obviously, you know what is he now thirty four? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, something along them lines, and you know, there's no doubt he's still got an absolute wand for the left peg. <laughs> you know, as we say, if we you know we want him on the t- on in the team to be taking these penalties because you know we can't find a consistent penalty taker. He obviously offers a huge solution to that. You know, very successful successful conversion rate um but yeah I, we don't it's not as if we're, we're doubting his technical ability i just think it'd benefit him a lot more to be in the center of the pitch and to not have to cover as much ground rather than be up and down the line so much because of, as we've seen with marco silva he likes his fullbacks to be up and down and provide an, an attacking outlet um luca dean obviously younger fresher legs and again this is still another one with a lot for, with a one for the left foot but um, obviously, you know, for, for set pieces, Baines again, he, you know, he still offers so much in that sense, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously we've got a, we've got a few good people on set pieces at the moment. We've got Luca Dean, we've got Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um, debatable after this penalty, but um, yeah, we still trust him because he's obviously one of the best at set pieces in the league. Um, maybe not penalties, but set pieces definitely. But um, I think um, definitely it, it had that threat back with Bainsey back on the pitch, and he's not lost it. He's obviously he may have lost his mobility, but I don't think he's lost his um. I just say that left peg of his. So I, I, I just I'd love to see him back in there because he's not finished yet. I don't think I, I wouldn't want to see him phase out already. So. Just to see him back in there would be would be wonderful. And um, the game I said to do it, um, the game I put out on Twitter in midweek was 
Um, we've got Lincoln in the FA Cup, obviously, in, at the start of January, 5th of January, um, at home. And I think that would be the perfect um, opportunity to put him in and like kind of give him a trial in that position. I know everyone wants to play a full-strength team against um, against uh, Lincoln because obviously we didn't play a full-strength team in the Carabao Cup and that's why we got knocked out in the first, in the, in the first rounds. But um, um, I, just, I just think that's a good chance to play a full-strength team around them but just have him in there and just see how that works. And um, it's it's a good chance because obviously we've got the quality around them and that that'd be that'd be nice that'd be a, the perfect chance really I reckon anyway because um, I, I don't know if it, maybe we might have to chuck him in a league game because I think it, he's been asked about it in it, this week it's uh, it's obviously come up as a topic and um, I think a journalist asked him about asked Marco Silva sorry about it and um, Silva said um, that he, it's a possibility in the future and he's, he's definitely said um, it's not something he'd rule out. So um, yeah. it's definitely a possibility, but whether we might need in Jordan is, I think we've got like a game every three days for for four games or something like that when it comes to um, the twenty third of December onwards. So um, I think maybe Jordan that time, maybe that that's the time to slip him in there when we we need a bit of rotation because we can't play the same team every three days. So um, yeah. maybe that's the time to do it in a league game. And um, I, I don't know where, where, when do you think the right time to put him in there? Well, I was just going to say the the Toffee Blues put a, a tweet out earlier saying, obviously out to the the general public, what are your thoughts on Leighton Baines possibly playing a central defensive midfield? And we got quite a bit of feedback from it. Um, just going straight from the top, EFC Ford, Chim have said, throw him, throw him and Gomez in at Lincoln City and see what happens. I think that is po- possibly, a, you know, it's definitely a viable option and. If we were to pull the trigger on playing him in central midfield so early on, obviously this discussion's only just reared his head again. It, as you say, with the you know with the intensity and how fast and thick the games are coming, the the easiest game is probably the best game to to roll with it. Um, just reading some more responses, David Wilkinson said, "Gay has been so lackluster with his passing. I wouldn't mind seeing it." You can't really dispute that, especially with how you know technically efficient Lincoln Baines is. Ricky Rimmer has said, been saying it for weeks, worth a try. May not work, but I can see him being useful. In the case of it not working, what would that? What do you think that would spell for his career? It, it, because it, obviously with Luca Dean being in the form that he is in, it's it, it, unless he needs a rest over the you know the congested fixture period. I can't see him getting in at left back anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. Unless, uh, God forbid, anything happens to the Dixie Dean, I don't, I don't think it, anything. In there, I don't think he'll be budged from his place in the team. It's a, he's playing too well to be to be displaced. Maybe Jordan this little um, run of fixtures, as I say, where we've got a few games in um, in a short space of time. Maybe Dean might need a rest, and we can throw Bainsey in there for a game. Um, that's a possibility. But in terms of his future, long term. Um, He's, Dean's the long-term left-back, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Unless there's any, any any problems there or um, Dean gets injured, suspended or anything like that. I can see him staying put, so I can't see Bainsey being needed at left-back. So I think it's kind of like, not to put too much pressure on him, but if he was played in that midfield role, it would be a big opportunity for him and kind of like, not the last chance, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you've, you've got to perform because this, this yeah. is just... If you're going to switch, if, you, if you're going to have a big new opportunity in your career, this is your chance to prove it. So... I think he's, he still does something, have something left in him because a few centre midfielders do play until like the likes of like Carrick who played till like he was what thirty seven or thirty six mm-hmm. something like that. He might have a couple of years left in him if he if he is to adapt to this midfield role. Um, so I think it would be a very big chance for him and not saying now or never, but like kind of 
it's a it's a big opportunity. You've got to grasp it by both hands if he is to be given it in the next few weeks. No, of course. And um, so, could it be the northeast left back in town evolves to the northeast central defensive midfielder in town? <laughs> <laughs> um, And we're going to talk about um, allowing Mason Holgate out on loan because it's, a, it's, an, it's an issue that's come up. I think Sky Sports were the ones who raised the issue this week and said that uh, Sky, Sky Sports sources understand that um, Marcus Silva's made a decision, or maybe Marcel Brand's made a decision, to, to let Holgate out on loan because the 22-year-old isn't got, getting opportunities anymore. He did at the start of the season. They've kind of waned because we've obviously got strength in, in, in depth at the moment at a centre-back. We've obviously got a dilemma. Even without Holgate in the picture, we've obviously got um, me and Akeem on a Zuma to choose from. And um, even I think Jagielka might might even be ahead of the Beckham order of scene and come off the bench. Um, I can't remember which game it was, but he came off the bench. It might have been against Chelsea um, to show things up. Um, I think it was because he couldn't bring Zuma on. So, um, yeah, he's, he's gone well down the Beckham order, Holgate, anyway. And um, I think he's a quality little centre back, but uh, we might have to send him out on loan just for, just for his own development, really. But. Um, I don't know. Would you be sad to see him out on loan? Um, I've got to be honest. No, I I don't want him to leave the club permanently because I think he's an absolute. You know, he's a rough diamond in that sense. I think obviously he come from Barnsley, didn't he? So he's literally, you know, you want to lash the the, uh, the next tags on him. He, he certainly seems like he's going to be the next John Stones. Um, kind of, you know, being through the same academy, being through the same clubs. But uh, yeah, as you say, with the dilemma that's posed at centre half at the current moment, you know, Zuma, Mina, and Keane, they are two senior, you know, three senior players who are, you know, in healthy competition for starting places. I, I'm pretty sure Mason Holgate's last game was the the three one loss to West Ham at home. Obviously, that was our last, you know, I think it was our, our last home loss. For a while, and uh, and he, he he didn't cover himself in glory that game. I think he made a few mistakes and struggled to cope with Arnautovic and Yarmolenko. Kind of slipped, and I think as a product of that, he has slipped down the pecking order. Um, hopefully, he doesn't take too much discouragement from that. As you know, whatever, and we need to be competitive. If players don't deliver, it is going to be it's going to have to be a case that they slip down the pecking order. Fortunately, fortunately for Holgate, he's only what is it 20, 21? Yeah, or, yeah, twenty two. I think. Old, yeah, a bit older than that, but still a really young player that plays like an old head on young shoulders. We, you know, and unlike John Stones, he doesn't pull off creased hands in his own six yard box. It, it's literally, I think, the fundamentals that need brushing up, and I think alone out. Um, I think he's probably good enough to go to one of the, the, the lower Premier League clubs but I think his class would really shine in the Football League Championship something like that so I, I, I'd i like I, you know I, I think alone are doing really well in terms of his um, technical and physical development but yeah hopefully he comes back because I think he can be a real important part of the first team set up in a few years time yeah, I agree. I think he's, he's quality. He's, he's a great little centre back on any any other time in the last like five years or so. We get into that Everton team any day, but because we've got such strength there at the moment because of those de- two uh, deadline day signings, obviously um, Zuma and Mina, 
Um, it's completely changed the picture. Otherwise, Holgate would be having a look in, but um, he's not having a look at all at the moment. He's played a couple of times for the under-23s, I think, and he needs first-team football. Because he's, he's at the age where he really was starting to establish himself, and I, I really like him as a player, and I, I do think he has a future at Everton. But I wouldn't want him to go to like um, another club and get his head turned kind of thing. Like If he was going to go to another Prem club, or even, I think he's capable of... I don't know, like a top European club, but somewhere, somewhere in Europe, like Luckman did, like Leipzig, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They just got a yeah. decent little, like a, maybe even a Europa League team, like a loan out. I wouldn't want him to go out there and get his head turned, but obviously it could develop as a player, like like we've seen with Vlasic when he's gone out and he's developed as a player, but he's got his head turned. Like I wouldn't want to see that, but I, I do want to see him develop. But um, it's it's sad because obviously we we've bought him at a very low price, and we we could um. Not sell him on for a very um, a very high price, even even just to keep him and, and just keep him at his value because he's a very good player and I, I wouldn't want to see him go. Obviously, I think I think of him synonymously as um, that uh, Ashley Williams partnership in in the in the bad old days where he was um, obviously they had a bit of a partnership and I, I didn't um, wasn't a massive fan of that. But obviously we got better memories like when he shoved Bobby Firmino into the stands. So. Um, He's a good little player and he's got a nasty side to him and he, he's put in some quality tackles when I've watched him play so um, I won't be sad to see him go but um, I don't know what kind of club he'd be going out to. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen anyone interested in him but um, I, I don't know if he's... Is there any rumours about who he's, who he's going to? I don't know but obviously with with the you know the mighty Sky Sports sources coming out and officially claiming Marco Silva's you know, said he are he can go out on loan. I'm sure there'll be suitors. Um, I think that's a really good point that you raised, that he could go out to a, a European side. Obviously, a lot of young, you know, promising English players are taking that leap and that, that taking that opportunity to go and play abroad. We see him particularly in, in Germany, you know, the likes of Reese Nelson at Hoffenheim, Jadon Sancho at Dortmund, you mentioned last season, Luckman at Leipzig. Does he seem like the type that he would take on that challenge? I'd probably say so because I think his style of play is, you know, it would excel in a league where physicality isn't as prevalent as the Premier League. Obviously, I mean, obviously, there's still room for him to develop physically, but he's he's just got such a grace and a class about him when he's on the ball that would shine in the likes of the Bundesliga or in Syria or you know any of the top foreign leagues. Again, though, that is whether or not he would take that that decision to move abroad. I I think if he was to move to uh, an English club, that still wouldn't hinder him as much, and it would probably do his physical side of his game a hell of a lot more in terms of a move abroad. And that is, I think, what Marco Silva would demand from a centre-half. You look at the centre-half that we have at the moment, Mina, Zuma, Keane, they all are... Physically very, um, you know, dominant, yeah. t- tall, wide, strong players, and obviously, you know, not to not to criticise Mason Allgate in any way, but he's still got development to go in that sense. And I think a loan out would fast forward that, and if he was to come back, I think he'd definitely pose a threat to the first team. Yeah, definitely, he's a player. He's got a future at Everton. Um, I think anyway because we obviously we don't know what the future holds. Maybe we'll we'll manage to keep hold of um, all the ones we got at the moment. Obviously, Mina's on a permanent. You might. I'm not sure if we manage to get Zuma because I do think he he probably proves worth it. Yeah, and then um, 
Chelsea might want him back, but they they have got um, they've got choice of centre backs at the moment as well. So um, never know, we might be able to keep him. But Michael Keane's here for the for the long term as well. Obviously, Jagiel is probably going to retire soon. I don't know if you, I can't, I don't know if I see him getting him looking because he's a really good player. But we we have got options there, and um, he's been played at right back, hasn't he? But um, um, it is a playing at right back as well. As he as he got a future at right back, I mean, is that an interesting one or? I am. I don't think so. I personally, I, I don't. It's not that I don't rate him at centre back. I just don't think he is suited. Um, right back, sorry. I just don't think he's suited to being a full back. He, you know, his physical posture. Obviously, you know, he's tall. Um, yeah, not to say he's not athletic, but I don't think speed is, you know, is one of his key attributes. So I think that's where you know he's t- he's a tailor made centre half. He's got the height. Could probably develop the power and the strength, um, and uh, as we've mentioned earlier, Marco Silva demands that his fullbacks get up and down the line. And you know, as a, as a young player, I think he'd get caught out of position a few times and get caught in two minds, whether to go forward or whether to defend. And I think his bread bread and butter is defending, and I think he he will develop into a, an excellent defensive player who has an eye to play out from the back, which is what Marco Silva wants from his centre halves. So. In a few years' time, I really do think he could be a you know a staple of this Everton side. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think yeah, I completely agree about the right back thing as well. I don't think he was suited to it. He played there under Cumin quite a bit because um, I think Cumin preferred him to Kenny, or maybe Kenny was injured back then. But he did play quite a lot at right back um, when Coleman was out injured. But um, he didn't really adapt to it too well. I think he said to him, he said to uh, the press himself that he, he'd rather play at centre back. And obviously, he, he he doesn't bomb up and down the line like the um, like the modern full back does. So um, he's definitely more suited to centre back, and I can see him hopefully playing there in the future for Everton. And this is just a goodbye to all the podcast listeners. Thanks again, of course, for listening via podcast. If you know, if you if you ever fancy like seeing our faces and putting names to the faces, then you can also check check us out on YouTube. You know, it'd be a great help if you should subscribe on there because our, our Numbers are slowly but surely reaching a, you know, a, respe- a respectable figure. Um, again, thanks again for listening to the Toffee Blues podcast. <laughs>